it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Phillies start the second half on a roll, winning 3 of 4 against the Padres. Kyle Schwarber is homered in four straight games, and Bryce Harper is slated to start at first base any day now. Bad news comes today, however, as number one prospect Andrew Painter is likely to undergo Tommy John surgery, pushing back his Major League debut to the 2025 season. The James Harden saga continues, now seems likely to drag into the regular season. When might a deal be made? An interview with Joel Embiid has the fan base contemplating his future with the team as well. Are the Sixers headed for a mediocre season, or could Nick Nurse help preserve their hopes to contend? The Eagles have now signed all their 2023 draft picks after inking Kili Ringo into a rookie deal. Training camp starts next week. The Flyers have finally bought out the contract of defenseman Tony D'Angelo. Italian flags fly at half-mast across the city. All that more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Can't complain. Had a phenomenal weekend. Went down to uh, CR for a little bit. Didn't get a chance to bump into Jason Kelsey, but other than that, it was hot. It was sunny. It was beautiful. Made my way back to Wildwood on Sunday to catch my brother and his buddies. Cooking up some really good barbecue. Shout out. Mates. Uh, nice rack barbecue. Let's get a chance. You know, always a good time to eat their food. But uh, yeah, feeling pretty good right now. Nice. Yeah, well, uh, well, all I got to say, or not all I got to say, but uh, one of the things I got to say is happy National Hot Dog Day to those who celebrate. Yeah, it is. Nice. To uh, our listeners, by the time you're hearing this, Love I'll be dog. wishing you a happy belated <laughs> National yeah. Hot Dog Day. Hope you all enjoy some hot dogs. Um, did either of you have any dogs yet? Today, no. I, don't I had think. bacon. I had a form of ham, but not not a hot dog. I don't think that that counts. Yeah. No. I just had halal no car dogs. food today. I didn't... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't count either. No. Maybe tomorrow. Did I'll you? make up for it. Nah, no, nah, I did not. <laughs> yeah, well, but... Fucking judgmental over here. <laughs> yeah. But... Give us the evil I'm, eye. <laughs> I'm about to go to 7-Eleven after this, after we finish recording, and stop by and get myself a couple dogs just to celebrate. They're you know always on that rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been getting back on the, the 7-Eleven hot dog train lately. You might as you know, well. You live so close to a Seven Eleven. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nice. It's I think it's better than uh, you know coming home late at night. It's uh, it's a better option than coming home and like ordering something off Grubhub and spending mm-hmm. like thirty bucks on some bullshit when I could just spend like five bucks on some bullshit at Seven Eleven. Yo, do you still order from uh, Virginia? <laughs> It's called Three Countries Pizza now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I haven't ordered from there in a long time because Are if I want still around. Yeah, they're still kicking, but like if I want to get um uh, some late night pizza or whatever, uh, Avenue Steaks is a twenty four oh, hour yeah. operation now, and they're way better. They're, so that good. place is nice. I'll order from there anytime, but especially if it's fucking like two a.m. or some mm-hmm. shit, and I want some want some pizza or cheesesteak or something. That's the, that's my go to. Their now. onion rings are slamming too. Not only because they're not rings, they're like. They chop up the onion and then deep fry them to like little nuggets. Oh, and they have like yeah. little spicy sauce that you dip them in. Oh, oh that's for a real? God. Oh, it's so good. I'm getting mm. big. I'm big on like broccoli bites now. Love broccoli. Oh, I, got, I got hooked on them. I used to be a big, uh, still am, but I used to always be like a, a mod stick guy. But now I've been, you know, trying 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 to do the healthier yeah, option. Get that fiber. Yeah, I got to get some get some veggies in me. You know, broccoli get bites broccoli will give you bites. that fiber. They're so. And then if you get the real good broccoli bites place. 
They do the not the chopped up broccoli with the cheddar cheese, then deep fried. The whole spear. They do the whole spear dipped in cheese, then deep fried. That shit is that. Mm. When you find a place that does that, never forget that place. That's a good one. You gotta lock that thing down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Damn, that sounds all right. Yo, I guess speaking of fried food, what is the best fried chicken in Philadelphia, and why is it the Luke Oil on uh, Yeah, I was gonna... Delaware Avenue in Spring Garden? It is great. I, I stopped there on uh, Saturday. Me and Trevor. Dean, some other folks were hanging out up in Fishtown. Mm. Decided to take the the lengthy five mile walk home. South Philly stopped at Luke Oil, got me a three piece mix with the biscuit. Mm. That biscuit with the honey. Mm. <laughs> but no, seriously, man, like it really I, is the best. There's I mean, a place in the Northeast in Cheltenham. The name is escaping me, but that place is. Mm, that'll blow your mind. Really? That's okay. a good spot. There's also a place, too, from Northeast as well now that has a brick and mortar. It used to be like a side spot at a Sunoco station, a sod chicken. Now they got I like a whole... I don't know if I've ever heard of it. Sod chicken. chicken. Right off the boulevard. Okay. Cotman and the boulevard. Is it like Syrian chicken? Not, I, don't, I mean, it's chicken. <laughs> like regular chicken. I don't really know, but that place is supposedly really good. Never had it, but I've always passed it. Um, but this other place, damn, I can't remember the fucking name. Yeah. But for a while, there was that place, Red Crest, on Pasio. Oh. Was that place any good? I heard it very was, mixed things. I got it once or twice. I thought it was pretty good. Their chicken fingers um, were good, but they're like not nuggets. there anymore. They, I think they moved yeah, some somewhere. convenience stores. Now they're all yeah, bougie, now there's though. one of those. <laughs> there's like been like three weird convenience oh, where stores. Doggy from, style used yeah, to doggy be. style used to be. There's a convenience store. It's like you know, those places are all fucking drug for. <laughs> so there's no I way. There's no way some some like just store selling like sticks of gum or whatever is going to survive paying the rent on fucking East Pashio. Like, <laughs> not when there's one 20 feet away. Yeah, especially with the adjacency by to the other one. Right. That's we so, walked yeah. into that one after we went, to, like, we went to Triangle for a little bit. We were walking back home. We popped into that store for something. And like the guy's just sitting there behind the counter owning the, like he owns it. And we're like, are you smoking? He's like, yeah, well, no one really comes in here anyway. So like, I can do whatever <laughs> I want. We're like, this is fucking wild right now. <laughs> yeah. Like the place, like the place on East Pashio couldn't survive that, that rent selling uh, you know, dog food and shit to all the people. Like, everyone in that neighborhood has, like, a dog. Right. They had to move further down the street. But uh, some fucking shitty convenience <laughs> right. store is going to survive there. Like, get the we fuck out of here. chips, I guess, and shit. We know, like like, know what's going on. Makes no sense. We all know what's going on. But, damn. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, well, should we get into it? Let's get fucking, to it. Uh, start with uh, the Fightins, I guess. Yeah. The most relevant team at the moment. Three out of four against the Padres, really good series. Uh, they had that, you know, clunker to start. They uh, they did that for some reason. They just continued with the rotation as it was going before the break for some reason. So it was like I forget who started that first game. It was one of the back end guys. And I think Sanchez started it all. Yeah, it was clearly that just, would make sense. Who yeah. does okay, but just, he's not like yeah. you know he's. He's literally a 50-50 shot when he starts. It, just, it, was, it was like weird because it felt like the, a kind of game where you're like, well, that one just kind of got mixed into the schedule. But it was like we had like five days off or whatever. Yeah. It's like, how did that happen? But win the next three, um, you know, against a team that got to the uh, NLCS last year, playing against future Philly, Juan Soto. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of like we said last week, right? We were like, yeah, hopefully they – win this series hopefully they take i think i said two out of three in error listening back to it but three out of four and push the padres into irrelevancy and that's essentially what happened yeah i mean the games were close yes but at the end of the day the the padres end up 
what eight games out in the wild card. Something yeah, we really like knocked them back. We buried them pretty good that way. And I mean, if they continue to sink, then they're going to have to be sellers. And then uh, we get Juan Soto and Philly's pinstripes, which would be cool. I mean, seeing him play left field was kind of an adventure. I don't know how much better he is at left than Schwarber, but he'd be an upgrade nonetheless and yeah. would really add to the offense. So I'm interested to see if that does materialize. I don't think it will. Might have just been something fun to talk about, but it'd be cool if it happened. I feel like if you're going to have a powerhouse mm-hmm. offense, you kind of just have to come to terms with the fact that your left fielder is probably going to suck defensively. Like, yeah. There's just, if you have that many bats in the outfield, like one of them's, one of them's ain't going to be too good out there. It's just, it's just how it rolls. Fucking Greg Lazinski, you know. Pat Burrell. <laughs> going yeah. all the way back Pat Burrell. <laughs> That's just, you know, there's a reason why you stick your worst fielder out there. Right. Yeah, I mean, Schwarber last year and this year. And this year, big time, except for, you know. Except for last night. Sands last night, for sure. But, I mean, you know, I think they had a great, that was a good showing of the team, you know, after the All-Star break last year is when they really got shit together and started to come together as a team and play hard. And it was nice that they didn't just have, like, gimme wins, but they won one nothing or 2 nothing. You know, they were down pretty much every single game in that series. Yeah. And they came back handedly every time. And it was good to see the team, you know, you, you, build, you build better that way, so. I feel confident. This series started off pretty good as well. This game right now, a little shaky, but it's a bullpen game. So, you know, you're not going to win. You know, I'll take four in a row. You lose one here and then you get back on back on the horse. But, yeah, I feel good about the Phillies for sure. Still hate Derek Hall. Yeah, your boy. Oh, <laughs> we got to talk about your boy. Um, it's been so bad. Yeah, terrible. I mean, him, uh, call that shit. Uh... Call that right before they brought him back up. You know, he had Cody Clement playing phenomenal baseball for a first baseman and what we needed him to do, hitting the ball well, had multiple home runs, great defensive first baseman, which we haven't really had. You know, Hoskins is a good defensive first baseman here and there, but when it comes down, crucial moments, you yeah. start sweating. In the World Series. Yeah. I don't know if I would say Hoskins is ever a good compared first baseman. Compared to Hall, I'd say good. You know, He's you have serviceable like, you have like good, better, Hall. best. Right. Hall is ass. I mean, he couldn't even... You try to pick off a guy, and Hall starts sweating like a, you know, so it's just <laughs> yeah. terrible. And he just hasn't been good at the plate. It seems like he's always just a little bit late on everything at the plate. One thing I'm, I'm, I'm irritated by the fact that Derek Hall has been so bad because I feel like he's just providing cover for Pat's insane take that tearing a ligament in your thumb is like not really a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> not for that. You're not a. <laughs> You're not a center in football snap and a ball every play. You're just standing there. Still, though, man, I mean, you can't hit with a torn thumb ligament. We, were, well, we been, know we can't hit. We've, yeah, been, I mean, we, we've been saying that we got to get Dean on for when there's a big injury. We might just have to get him on to settle this. Yeah. Have, have someone with a medical if degree. If you could take that, would you be better off? Could you survive and play first base if you just remove that ligament as a whole? Does that make the, the ligament that he yeah, tore? Then you can't move. You wouldn't you be, able to, use be able to move your thumb. Was you, that in his glove? You, that, you, you, understand, you, you understand how important your thumb is? Time out now. <laughs> Try to go go a day. Just tape tape your thumb to your palm and I'm see, not an MLB ca- see how you first, can my get around. Though, yeah. Time out now. It was his throwing hand or catching hand? Uh, I want to say it was his throwing. Oh hand. my god, that even more irrelevant. He's the first baseman. Who's he throwing to? <laughs> they have to throw. He can't even catch. Does it matter? He won't be able. Base sometimes he can't throw bit. anyway because he can't catch shit. So does it matter? Either way, you need you need the thumb on your your non throw. You're on your throwing hand to swing a bat. Anyway, 
I said this before. I don't like the guy. I think he's a terrible first baseman. He proved me right, which is great. You know, glad his thumb is feeling. This is him with a, a fixed thumb. So honestly, fuck that guy. I'd rather have Cody Clement back with two good thumbs, virgin tendon thumbs, never been hurt before. I'll take that. And uh, you know, he was having a good run. Now you put Hall in there, and first base is a fucking shit show. Yeah, it's right been now. a black hole since he's. I mean, been there. every other game he got. Bomb at first base. You got uh, Hall at first base. You got the tease of Harper at first base. He won't even swing at a fucking pitch because he doesn't like the way the balls look when it comes to him. So, like, I don't want to see... That's going to fuck us up if we do make a playoff run. I mean, we're holding on oh, to... Oh, I, I can't imagine Derek Hall is going to be playing crucial innings in the playoffs. And I can't see I'll Bomb doing that either. I'm not going to lie. He had a good run in the beginning. But then Cody Clement looked like he cemented his place as the guy to replace Derek Hall. And even last night's game when Bomb went in, couldn't catch a pickoff pitch either. Well, I think what like what's likely to happen, which I think the Phillies are saying is going to happen as soon as this weekend, is that Harper's going to play first. How effective he is, I don't know. But I would have to imagine he's going to be better and more competitive than your boy. I think they have about two series to get their act together at first base. Yeah, no, they have to figure it out before the trade deadline. Because if you don't, then you have to trade for a first baseman. Right. Which, you know, I just... It's pathetic that we can't just be excited about bringing in a star like Soto when we're still just hung up on who's playing first base. We have all these guys in this rotational thing. You had the guy. You had someone hitting well, playing great defense. And that's about all you can ask. Playing at the... He's sitting at the bottom half of the lineup anyway... Had multiple home runs. Derek Hall hadn't had a single home run even before he got hurt. Came back and hit. So apparently the thumb's feeling pretty good, I guess. But then hasn't done shit since that game, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how galaxy brain would it be to trade for Soto and put him at first? I think you... I I don't think that's what happens. No, I think you bring... Mm-mm. Well, I think it's a moot point. This with the with the Andrew Painter news, I think that any any kind of big star like that is kind of out of reach because mm-hmm. I feel like any of those guys, a, a starting point probably would have been like they're going to want Andrew Painter. For Soto, when he's essentially an expiring contract, he's got one more arbitration oh, here, which is a okay. correction from last week. We were thought thinking he was going to be a free agent, but he okay his arbitration eligible for one more okay. year. So you're getting. Uh, at least one and a half years. So, yeah, you we have, give we could trade him. arguably a future all-star. Derek Hall actually has been phenomenal this year. You could just <laughs> trade him in a package. Yeah. Honestly, he's got his thumbs ready Don't to roll. Don't try to put the he's starting to hit, back in the He's tube, starting to hit man. dingers now, too, with that new robotic <laughs> thumb. Yeah, put him out there. <laughs> on second thought. <laughs> oh, man. They're just like they're they're agents like on the phone trying to trying to sell them. And it's like, what is this? There's this column here that just has like a two. What is that? It's like, oh, that's for... Uh, Good thumbs. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's his good thumbs stat. You could have been boosting up, you know, Cody Clement's uh, trade value, but instead now he's just back into oblivion. It's just mm. stupid, I think. It was honestly, they. I just find that whole debacle to be pointless, to be honest with you. It's first base. The guy was doing well, hitting well, catching well. Hall wasn't like you lose. If Reese Hoskins had that injury, came back, obviously he's better than Clement. But. Clement was showing that he was outperforming Hall in every way that makes sense for a first baseman to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I get why they made the move. They figured Hall has the potential to provide more power, but he hasn't. He's looked very overmatched. Bat looks kind of slow. He looks kind of clueless. 
And yeah, I mean... Potential versus what you're actually seeing with your eyes. Yeah, Clemens had kind of cooled off since the, the initial hot start, but yeah, at this point, like... Yeah, I would much rather him at the plate in a crucial situation than... Or at least just at first base in a crucial situation. That's what it comes down yeah, to. I don't mind too. if he's not hitting, but like... You can't be fucking up catching the ball at first base. That's like, come on now. Yeah. Pathetic. Well, well I don't want to belabor the Derek Hall conversation. No, my bad. Fuck that but, guy. Anyway, we can nah, move on. Nah, he's been ass. But yo, we got to talk about Johan Rojas, man. Yeah. Hell of a start. Yeah. Great, MLB, uh, baby. Debut in that doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that catch and throw. Oh, my God. The, was, that was the first batter of the game, right? Or the second batter yeah, of the there's game? There's a guy on first. So it must oh, have right, yeah. Base, but. Yeah, but the first of the first, his first big league inning. Yeah. He makes that crazy a running catch play. at the wall, bangs into the wall. A center field double play? Yeah, that, what the that's f- wild. In an 8-3 double play? Right. That was crazy, man. And then uh, in that one game, I guess it was the game the following night, he had three hits. Granted, two of them were some bunts. But uh, a hit's a hit. And yeah, it's exciting to have when you had Martian left mm-hmm. and him in center. Speed, baby. That's a great defensive alignment right yeah. there. Yeah, late in the game, and you can put some defensive replacements out there. I mean, he seems like he'll be uh looks right now to be a pretty solid fourth outfielder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he ever becomes a starter. Like he kind of reminds me of Roman Quinn. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you could be a Roman Quinn that isn't injured constantly, I'll take that. Yeah, for sure. It's not like he was like a bad some... player. He just couldn't. His fucking legs were made of glass. Right. Yeah, yeah he had some purpose whenever he was healthy, but he was just never healthy. So, yeah, I mean, if he's your fourth outfielder, your defensive replacement, you have Martian left, him in center. Yeah, that's great, those late innings. He's got almost like like, a McCutcheon type of feel to him then with the speed and the bat, too. I mean, he had, he's got a good eye for the ball. He's not swinging at nothing. You know, he's putting the ball in play, which is good to see. Yeah, he doesn't have Kutch's power, but yeah. Not I, yet, I, I but, get you your know, point. Yeah. yeah. That's potential. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know. But yeah, all you know, all good things. I think the Phillies are in a good spot. I think uh, you know they're holding on right now. They're at the top spot of wild cards. You know, NL is pretty close. You know, but yeah, the wild cards. Oh, what is that? Oh no, that's just very. A that's yeah, that's the, it right there. Yeah, the wild card's been pretty tight. Like uh, yeah. Phillies passed the Marlins. I think the Marlins were losing tonight too. Last I saw. So if we can win again, come back and win this game, we put some more distance between us and them. Yeah, kind of put ourselves in the driver's seat a little bit in this wild card race with the the trade deadline coming up. Definitely would be nice. Philly schedule, I think. Forget if we talked about this last week. I had in my notes, but I don't know if we got to it. But schedule's easy in August. They barely have to go on the road. They don't have yep. to go outside the Eastern Time Zone till like September fifth, which helps everybody except JT. JT has not been playing well for some reason at Citizens Bank. I don't know what it is. He hasn't been. His bat has just been dead. He doesn't like us. No, I don't know what it is. He heard me talking shit on an episode earlier this season. He's like, yeah, I'm not performing at home Still for thinking these guys. about it in his head. He needs Trey Turner's mom to give him a call. Yeah, that's what that's I was going to say. Yeah. But, yeah, all good things for the Phils. Yeah, schedule gets tough, right? We were saying they go, uh, they play Milwaukee, mm-hmm. who is uh, first place in the NL Central. The Phillies then go to Cleveland, which... Cleveland's a few games under 500, but can't overlook that though. Just where you're at, you know, you figure if you lose this game right here tonight, they could come back. But let's just say they lose it, then they, you know, maybe pull a series off, whatever. But 
after I mean, the real thing you got to worry about there is if some of the Phillies might start looking at some real estate out there and they decide that they oh, want to move. Maybe they heard me <laughs> talking. Yeah, they heard me chirp. Like, yeah, there were some cheap houses out here. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, uh, a four bedroom, two garage, mm-hmm. driveway for 220 grand, man. That house would be 700 grand in Philly. Don't tell me about Cleveland. I'm about to move to Cleveland. I'll see y'all on Zoom the next pod we need to record. <laughs> But nah, yeah. As far as like Cleveland goes, not a team to overlook. No, but then because then after that you got Baltimore, and like yeah, you, you need to yeah. be on your p's and q's when you get Baltimore. That's a then. good team this yeah. year, big time. So yeah, schedule gets a little tough. The, this immediate feature, but then after that, like we said, yeah, you're cruising. Yeah, so yep, good chance to uh, tread water against these next few series. But then after that, a good chance to really create some separation between the Phillies and the Marlins who I always felt like the Marlins were eventually going to fall off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They're the Marlins. Yeah. <laughs> Messi's in Miami. You can't have more than one good thing going on down there. One His of them's, debut one of them's got drop Friday, off. Saturday, his debut, the 21st. Messi, yeah. I don't know. Did you see the shit where he was like just at a supermarket and it took forever for people to recognize him? No. Which is like crazy because like if he was doing that anywhere in Europe, it, he, he yeah. would have been mobbed oh, instantly. Yeah. But he was just like walking around with his family in like a, in like a Publix or whatever for yeah. like a while. And then finally a couple of people <laughs> recognized who he was. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to go get the car. <laughs> he was like, oh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so he made but, that yeah. left on that red light and that's like, a, he got yeah, pulled over that's a then. Great, yeah. That's a great move for a guy like that. Move to America where people generally don't care as much about soccer. You mm-hmm. kind of fly under the radar. Yeah, I bet that's what Chase Utley's experience was like when he moved to London. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah, did you see when they had him in the booth for the Phillies game? He was oh, the yeah. man, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's they had still him the man. up in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was like Philly, like, if you're an MLB player right now, there's no other city you would want to play in than Philadelphia right now. The team's built great. The city is, I mean, in the playoffs, yeah. bar none. Yeah, Chase Utley's still the man. Still Always is in great shape, been. too. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good yeah. with the silver, like the silver fox yeah. look, the gray hair, but still looks like he takes care of his body. Big time. Could probably still hit 300. Nah, he could definitely could still hit 300. He could, <laughs> he could probably, probably hit two. He could probably still hit a couple dingers. Yeah. Shit, maybe we bring him back to play first. I, I would honestly move Stott to first. He could go. <laughs> he could, yeah, put yeah. Chase in second. Yeah. But, no, it's good seeing him back in Philly. He always looks good, and the booth always has a good time when he's in there. But, yeah. Is there anything else on the fills? Well, except for, oh, no, you know, yeah, I guess we Painter, need to talk about Painter a little bit. Painter yeah. going down was a big, you know, we last podcast we talked about, like, well, maybe, you know, Silver lining, he doesn't need to do it. He could just kind of like rehab a little bit, get a minor surgery. But this was a big, this is ass. This fucking sucks. You know, you figured, yeah. you know, okay, we lose Nola after this season. Painter can move up potentially. Mm-hmm. This puts the whole, this honestly now puts more pressure on us to either try to counter offer people that are coming after Nola or get another pitcher because you can't lose Nola and Painter in the same offseason, which is essentially what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've already lost Painter for all of next yeah. season, right? He's not back till 2025. Yep. Even when he does come back, I feel like they're going to take it slow. He's still going to be, what, 22? He said 22. It'll He's take still going to be time. pretty young, yep. so they're going to work him back easy. We may not really see him in full force until 2026, which are we even going to be alive in 2026? Who the hell knows? <laughs> If it keeps getting this hot, probably not. Yeah, yeah, we'll be living in. Uh, I was gonna say we'll be living in Greenland, but Greenland's gonna be melted. Yeah, 
yeah, who knows? We'll be living. We'll be at the bottom of the sea with the submersible assholes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it sucks to see that happen with Painter. Like, number one prospect. Phillies have some other pretty good pitching prospects. Yeah, McAble. McAble. But Painter was the guy, right? Yeah. I mean, We've been hearing about it for years now. Yeah. Zero hundreds starter. Yep. And yeah, yeah. And you look, I mean, he had a few uh, appearances in spring training and looked awesome. So, yeah, I was very excited to see him be part of the rotation, but not meant to be. Yeah, and then the and, other uh, thing that... thought he was going to be the rookie of the year. Hey, man, like we were so, saying before the pod, you got to try to roll that bet over you, the 2025. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I send a, I send a, a strongly worded email to FanDuel demanding the void my Let us wager. know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's you, not fair. But, you know, I guess the other thing too, right, is because they can't trade Painter and they can't really rely on him, does that affect how willing they are to trade McAble or Griff McGarry at this year's deadline, or hell, even next year's deadline? It probably does. I would think it. Yeah, I would think you're definitely yeah. much less willing to to trade McAble now because he, he uh, as of now, he pretty much slots in as your number one pitching prospect. Because I mean, you don't know what's gonna. I mean, these days, like people come back from Tommy John's and they're usually like. Okay, sometimes they're even better when they come back from Tommy John's, but mm-hmm. like it's still uh it's still kind of an unknown anytime a guy has a long term injury like that. So uh, you know, you get rid if you're just gonna ship off Abel, all of a sudden you really have like no one in the pitching pipeline. Yeah, I think kind of affects their ability to make moves at this deadline, probably more significantly than I think I realized at first, but mm-hmm. thinking about it now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it seems is... like if they make a move it's probably be something a little minor. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, you know, for the their playoff rotation is still like fine. You still got Nola, uh, Wheeler, uh, Ranger, even Taiwan Walker. And down, yeah. yeah, so like it's not the end of the world. Yeah, it sucks, but building blocks yeah. though, it sucks. It just yeah. yeah, it's just annoying as a fan cuz like you're so excited to watch this guy now, so you got to wait a whole other fucking year. Yeah. Year and change. year and a half, yeah. basically. Yeah. Looks like Milwaukee scored again. It's five yeah. three. It's They're not, not looking night. too hot. One out, man on second. Yeah, we'll come back and get them yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. So the Sixers, oh. they're still Sixering. So yep. so fucking. They're still doing their thing. The time, yeah, dude. it's just it's like watching the fucking endless wheel on your back just spin and spin. Nothing ever loads. It's just sitting there, like, all right, great. I mean, yeah. really nothing new to what, you know, the Harden thing. You see Harden removed a uh, Sixer player for the 76ers from like his social media. Oh, no, I did not. Yeah. So oh, it's, it's real, so it's real now. now. It's real now. Yeah, the pettiness is I remember, really going. Yeah. I mean, I remember last week, like up until like, up, up until like last week, I was, my attitude was like, well, you know. He might want out, but if they don't have a deal, he'll probably still come back and play because he wants to get a good deal next offseason. But, yeah, I think maybe I was wrong about that. <laughs> I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he's going to – I don't know. I mean, do you think he's just going to sit out entirely or is he going to do his, like, fat suit shit? I read a report today that said – I guess I think it was from Kyle Newbeck again. I think it said something to the effect of Harden's camp right now is saying he'll report to training camp. But that's probably because they know that he'll be able to make more of a scene and make more noise at camp than 
if he's just sitting at you can home. play you can play with his cell phone in his pocket or <laughs> like ben or pull jimmy butler and although harden doesn't i don't think he's that kind he of he doesn't guy have the juice for that to like come in and say to the third stringers all right let's run this shit the way jimmy did but he's pretty he's gonna show up to training camp and make some sort of scene if he's still here which is what i was afraid of I mean, to your point last last week, Avery, the NBA is the most dramatic league mm-hmm. out there, and I think that this it's so hard to tell what this means. I feel like a we're reading too much into a social media thing because it could just be him just trying to just stir the pot with shit. I Even think he's he might know that he, honestly, they all might know that he's going to come back and potentially play with the Sixers. He's just doing some fuck around shit because he's bored, you know, to watch everybody else get all crazy about it, and whatnot. But like. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of over. I can't I can't give this any more energy than I've already given it. Like we've I've given up my point. I'm like you either come back or you don't. Don't do all the petty shit. Whatever. Like just sack up and say you're not coming. Don't show up to camp fat as shit. You know you're a little chunky hearted again. Doesn't want to play. Whatever. Don't do a Ben Simmons shit. Like you're a grown ass man. What are we doing here? You just had that whole party where they had we talked about last week shooting the shit with the owners of the Sixers, with other players, like having a good time. But then you're going to do this shit. I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't like, I, again, I don't understand what the end goal is here. Yeah, I mean, the end goal is he wants to get traded. Which he's, he's just... done the last three years, though. Like, it's not like you're doing anything original. You've been doing this literally every year for the last three, four yeah. years. So, like, get over yourself. Yeah, like I said before, the common denominator in all these trades at this point is him. And I think a lot of it is is just he's projecting onto the Sixers because no other team wants him. He sacrificed money over the course of the last few seasons to to try to get to this point, and it's all kind of backfired. He should really project onto his agent. His agent's fucking this up really badly, big time. Like yeah. he hires this yeah. agent, the agent's just left and right, just dropping the ball. It's like a midlife yeah. crisis. I mean, it seems like what people keep saying is that his relationship with Daryl Morey is like completely fucked and whatever. But it's like, of all the people, like, how are you that mad at Daryl Morey? Like, because he's just one of of thirty GMs that didn't want to offer you a max. Yeah, I mean, like, I just don't really get it. Yeah, maybe like there was some sort of handshake deal last year where the Sixers said, "Okay, we're going to give you a lower value contract." So that we can sign PJ Tucker and Dan House, and then we'll pay it forward the following offseason. Yeah, maybe. maybe that's that's why he's upset. But I mean, the Sixers got investigated for tampering, and they got fined two second round picks. I don't think anything else is going to come out of that. That that's what it that was what it was, and that's it. Like it's not like the Sixers said to Harden, or the the league didn't prove that the Sixers said to Harden, we're going to sign these guys this year and then pay mm-hmm. you next year. The league probably would have called that out when they did the investigation. So who knows, man? Like the whole Harden shit is just it's a never ending story. Um, what do you guys make of these these Embiid comments? I think it's a, a refreshing sense of honesty to to be real with you. I think that yeah, wow. What we expect Embiid to be like, yeah, okay, I'm coming. You know, he's had literally peaking in his career right now. Maybe he has one or two more years left at this ability. He's seen how the team has unfolded, and he knows where his team has gotten to him with him. You know, I think it makes sense. Yeah, of course, you can't you can't win the chip with only three good players. 
as we've seen other teams build super teams. The Clippers can't do shit because they can't stay healthy. One guy goes down, you only got two now. There's no more big three. Mm. It does take more of a team effort that way. And I think Embiid being who he is, you know, he's not Shaq. He's not going to do crazy things for multiple years and bring the team on his back and win a championship because he can't stay healthy. So I think that's him looking inward, being naturally frustrated with what his career has transpired to in terms of a championship run. Yeah, he made MVP. That's great. You know, we all love that. We were excited about that. But I think that, yeah, be, on, be real then. I'm, I'm okay with that. He wants to win a chip, whether it's here or somewhere else. He didn't say, I can't do it here. He's just being yeah. honest. Yeah, I would love to win one here. But if at the end of the day, it's my career, he doesn't owe us anything. He gave us an MVP. We all would wish the Embiid era could have went a different way. But my opinion is that, yeah, it makes sense. Sure, you're getting up in age. There's no way you last five more years at this rate. We got one more year this year, maybe in next. Other than that, yeah, I get it. It's an honest statement, and I respect that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really change the way I felt about things like a week ago. Because, I mean, the whole this whole time, my thinking has been, you know, they need to try to make a push this year. And if not, then I wouldn't be surprised if he asked out. And now this kind of just confirms that. And, you know, that being said, it's kind of it's starting to look more and more like this is going to be maybe a down year and Maury's job over the next over this season is just going to be to try to convince Embiid that after this season, we're going to have a lot more cap space to play with and there'll be people available and we'll be able to really put this thing together. So you should still stick around. But yeah, I mean, I don't see how people are going to be that. I mean, people have been for the past few years have been up uh Damian Lillard's ass about being like too loyal and like why done like being like this guy doesn't want to win he's just comfortable in Portland and blah 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 and then when Embiid like says like he'd be willing to go somewhere else everyone turns on him it's just like yeah I don't know it's like I just don't I don't I don't really make a whole lot of this it's just uh people nitpicking quotes and trying to make a big story out of it I don't know I mean it is it was funny how like he kind of Walked it back on Twitter afterwards, being like, you guys see my middle name, like I'm troll, which is like, I don't know. It was like funny, but also like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, that was my reaction you know, to that exactly. Like, just, just own up to the shit that you said. It's fine. I, 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 I get that like a bunch of people are pissed at him for maybe not great reasons, but it's, you still got to kind of own up to what you said. You said it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. All, like, if he won't really wanted to follow up on it, all he needed to say was like, "Obviously, I want to win with the Sixers." Blah blah blah. But more like, my number one goal is to win a championship. Period. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not an unreasonable thing to say. Yeah, he definitely churched it up on Twitter. I thought that was amusing, but at the same time, to Pat's point, it's fine if you feel like, yeah, want to win a championship, and for that has to be somewhere else. So be it. Why are you going to say, oh, I was just trolling? Yeah. I mean, no, man, just own your shit. Yeah, it's just like you're... <laughs> Anyone would be frustrated at this point. The things he's dealt with in his career. Yeah, look at all like the superstars in this league. How many times... Look how many times fucking Kevin Durant's moved. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not... It's just... That's just the way the league is, you know? You can't be that fucking mad. Uh, I mean, like, the few players that have stuck around with their teams have done so because... They've been able to win. Like Steph Curry's still in the Warriors because he's he's won like you know what or like four or whatever mm-hmm. uh, right. titles. Sixers haven't won a fucking title yet, and it's a very dysfunctional organization. So, yeah, I can't like. You, you can definitely 
point to some reason why like part of why they come up short is sort of Embiid's fault. Like he fucking sucked in game six against the Celtic, game seven against the Celtics. Um, you know, you can't, uh, discount that, but also, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're the same people that were floating the idea of trading his ass after the season, which is okay because we understand that honestly, that was probably the most value we would get for him would be after the season as MVP. You know, someone wants to make a move of course for a rebuild, but the same people that are mad at Embiid for saying that shit are the same people that were like, get him off the team because he never stays healthy during the playoffs. So, like, it's okay. He's a normal human being. It's all right. Go for it. I don't think he's at the level of KD where, like, he's going to island hop that way. I think he's just he a wants young... to win. Yeah. I think he's a young man torn between being loyal to the team that gave him a chance and doing his ultimate goal, which is winning a championship. And, like, that can't be easy to go into throws over. You win the MVP, you're on top as an individual but you still haven't helped your team get to that next level. At the same time, individually, you want to win a chip, you know, because that's the end goal for anybody, any athlete, whether it's a World Series or a Super Bowl or NBA championship, whatever it is, you know. So he's just going through it right now, which is okay. But I think that, you know, he clears his head, gives us his all this year, and whatever happens after the season, we'll see what happens. Love him to death. I mean, I just it's a business decision, that's all. Sorry, the... Yeah, 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 I just saw that. I just winced while Pat was talking. We gotta stop stealing like that. You gotta stop stealing like that. JT taught us anything. It's you don't steal when it's bottom of the fucking ninth. No, I don't hate it. You put the tying run in scoring position. Whatever, fuck it. Doesn't matter. You got to go. We don't have to talk about this game. Everyone's gonna know what happens. Bullshit. I'm telling you, this is a stupid bonehead move right here. Unless he's safe. Unless he's safe. That hands in. But yeah, you know, and beats human. I respect it. Yeah, only he can get away with that shit. Honestly. Yeah, what I will say it. is, like, I think that that quote taken out of context is a lot worse than when you get the full context, um, because you can make the case if you read more of this interview and listen to more of the interview that he's really just saying, like, to the organization, "Yeah, I want to win, and I would like for it to be here, but at the same time." This is me putting pressure on y'all to to do something about it, right? Because later on in this interview, which uh, which was crazy to me, this interview happened last week, but no one found out about it till Monday. Which, mm-hmm. with the way social media is, especially NBA Twitter, Very odd. I feel like anytime an interview like this happens, people know within minutes. Yeah, but it's crazy that this was kept under wraps for as long as it was. But then he had this quote. As a part of this interview, uh, a few minutes later, where he's talking about, you know, more of why he feels this way and what mm-hmm. the team can do to sort of to help, says basketball is more than what happens on the floor. At times, you got to set the tone. If you just lost in a game in the playoffs, you try to send a message, not just to the opposition, but also to your teammates. You can push, you can use the media and what you say to push that. I have a lot of examples. My guy Tyrese, I'm always saying a bunch of stuff. At the end of the day, they understand it's all because we want to win. So ultimately, what he's saying there yeah, is, I said win. all this shit yep. that I want to win, and I don't care if it's in Philly or elsewhere. I just want to win to really push the, the front office right to make to, a move, to take initiative, to be responsible and really do something about the Harden situation and or... Whatever else you need to do to build a winner around him. Plus, I feel like 
to that point, which is great that you opened it up that way because, yeah, you know, you take it as a bit. People that are diehard Sixers fans understand his frustration and respect it. It's all the other fringe fans that hear that. They're like, oh, he doesn't want to play in Philly anymore. Like, that's not, you know, they needed to read the whole article and mm-hmm. see what he was really saying. Where we understand, like, yeah, we're all bad. No one was happy with how it ended. And we could chalk it up to Embiid being perennially injured in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or Harden being old and not playing well in every game. You know, all that stuff. But... I think that this season, this offseason for sure, has been one of the more frustrating offseasons in the sense that we haven't really brought in any sexy free agent. Like, yeah, yeah you know, we Pat Beverly. B-ball Paul. B-ball Paul, but Pat Bev, great. You know, Mobamba, great. But they're not necessarily championship caliber players. It's not, it's not like the Warriors bringing you got in Chris Harden, Ball to come to Right, and it's like, it constantly feels like the meme where you're just poking a rock with a stick where it's like, do something. And Daryl Morey seems as though if he doesn't get the golden egg for Harden, he'll just drag this shit out as long as it takes to save up for next year will be his big move to do things. At the same time, though, the current roster will be... There's a sense of frustration. You got a new head coach, which it's exciting. And, you know, they've been saying things that, you know, they haven't seen where, you know, they play with Doc and Doc's like, I don't even know who you are. Like, I'll put you in there whenever. Like, Daniel House, whatever. We didn't know who that guy was. He said people knew him, but... Until he played, Doc would never have played him until someone got hurt. Then he went in and actually had a great game. But I think that there's just a sense of frustration from top to bottom in the organization. And they need to get it together quickly because once the players start saying that they're feeling it, that's not a great locker room to have. And then you got a new head coach coming in on top of that to try to solve all that issues. Yeah. It could get ugly really fast this year. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a challenge for Nick Nurse to navigate if it gets to that point. Right, you're trying to keep that group, as, you know, try to be the cohesiveness of that group. And he's not only has to win the respect of his new team, but also win their loyalty to be able to stay for maybe next year, yeah. which is going to be the biggest, biggest hiccup. Because you know the chances of them going to the Eastern Conference Finals goes down significantly without Harden, even with Harden. It's not good based off of our historical value as a and Sixers playoff team. And the way Harden is when he's discontent. Right, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's just, I don't care if he's boys with, you know, he knows him and his mom are great, him and Pat Bev, or he's building up Embiid or whatever, trading Maxie. Like, you either got to A, let Harden show up fat as fuck and be mad and trust Maxie with the ball now, pass that torch off officially, or we're going to have a very bumpy ride. Yeah, I mean... Maury's got his work cut out for him. I guess the other thing that I have in my notes is Daryl Morey went on 97.5 The Fanatic. Was that yesterday? He sounded drunk. Yeah, it was, it was Tuesday. Yeah. Eh, maybe he was day drinking on a Tuesday He's morning. Having them lunch beers, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows. But yeah, so what Maury have to say? Let me look in my notes. He said he didn't really say anything we didn't know about the Harden trade. Mm-hmm. From the Sixers' perspective, right? Like he said, yeah, we want to trade him for a star or for assets that will help us get a star. Anything less than that, we're not going to do it, which was the Ben Simmons saga all over again. Yep. So, yeah, he didn't really say anything noteworthy there. I guess the one thing that he said, there were two things he said that were interesting, was he cited Tyrese Maxey's potential improvement as a reason for them to hold off on making the trade because they feel if so if Maxi can really improve and continue to to show growth, that they feel less, they feel that they need less of 
another star and that right. Maxi can become that. But then the other, he said a couple other things I thought were interesting. He cited the new CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. It started this year, but it really kicks in next year when other teams won't really have the ability to bring in another star. Harden opting into this this one year, whether he plays or not, if he does play and he's off our books after next year, after this year, then we have more space, mm-hmm. cap space and free agency for next year. He doesn't play, then we can really set ourselves up nicely for free agency next year. I don't know what the hell the free agency landscape looks like. I think it's pretty ass, but Maury's thinking ahead. Who By knows? The sounds of it, he's making it sound like it's bigger than this year. I don't think it's. I don't think it is. But guys ask out all the time. Guys get traded all the time. Maybe that's what he's holding on to. And then the last thing he said is, I think they asked him at one point the player that they would ideally like to get in the hard and trade. And he said they would want a wing that can play on ball or off ball, play some defense, knock down threes, can work with Joel while Joel's free throw line elbow. I'm just thinking that sounds like Paul George. Mm -hmm. But the Clippers aren't going to give us Paul George. It also sounds like Jimmy Butler, but that ain't happening either. So Next I think year's free agent class has got some interesting. Well, it's got some big names, but some who? risky names. Isn't Clay Thompson up next year? Uh, he's old. He's going to be like thirty-five. Who's next year? Uh, well, ADs that we're certainly not interested in. But uh, uh, hey, man, two bigs are coming back. Kawhi. Now we got eight bigs. Kawhi's old. He's old and always hurt too. At this point, Pascal Siakam. I would mm. take him. He'd Tyre- be a good Toby. Uh, a guy him. named Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking Paul George. LeBron James. Maybe Damn, Ram. what if we get, could draft? We can't draft. We can't the, draft the, the, the conspiracy? <laughs> yeah. We, we, I we mean, Bronny should Sell out to draft Bronny. He, I mean, I don't think, I don't see Bronny being a first round pick. I don't even think fucking we Drew, have a first round pick. Drew Holiday. He's my age. He's I mean, old next year. OG Ananobi. Eh. Demar, eh, he's old. No, I mean, none of these guys do it. Clay for me. Thompson is a yeah, Emmanuel. Well, Maury's Clint. smoking dope, man. Yeah, I don't Emmanuel, know what he's, up to. he's like shooting. We don't need our shooting guard. <laughs> uh, a fellow by the name of Tobias Harris will be a free agent. Give him a max. Give him a max. Oh my god, Josh Hart. I'll take a little bit of Josh Hart, but uh, yeah, for for I think the Knicks might. That's the first yeah, young name you said. Might extend him. Contavious Caldwell Pope. He's not that good. Bruce Brown. Oh, Bruce Brown, NBA Finals hero. I would take him. Jaden McDaniels. Might as well bring the other one in here. Might be better than the first one was. Miles Bridges. Don't think I need that here. Yeah, we don't want a wife. Buddy Heald. I'll take a Buddy Heald. Hmm. Nothing really, though, sounds very yeah. sexy, to be honest. I mean, these guys are all like, like old, but it's I like, think... I mean, that's what a free agent, I mean, you don't become a free agent until you get kind of old, you know? Fucking. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that it's still just a game of chess. Yeah. Caleb We're all Martin, just watching man. this shit pan out. Well, and, he balled out. You know. While every other team's on vacation, fans are getting to enjoy their NBA all mm-hmm. season. We're sitting here worrying about this nonsense, man. The Sixers are just Fucking endlessly around. dramatic. Yeah. Have been for ten years since mm-hmm. the process started. I mean, it's like you can't like we we've we've just been so spoiled by the fact that the the Eagles have been such a well run organization that it's kind of got to be counterbalanced by the Sixers being a complete shit show. 
Well, I'm not gonna lie. When your when your stick <laughs> like, is just, called the we process, we never have to worry about the. It's feel like we never have to like for the past couple of years. Just don't have to Since worry Chip about what Kelly the Eagles left. are doing. Yeah. yeah, it's just like they got it under control. You know, it's like a cautious, optimistic. We're like the Sixers though. Like when you got AI, the answer. What if great? You know, cool. We got the guy. When your when your head guy is now just the process. It makes it seem like it's still not complete, which yeah. I'm not gonna lie. His whole era, this Embiid era, will be if he never wins a championship. Cool, he got the MVP, but if he never wins the championship, it will be a very, you know, perfect name to be just called. Yeah, the I mean, pro- you're constantly processing. You're never actually doing anything. I mean, some of it isn't really his fault. Certainly, is and isn't though. Some, but it but is like Markel Fultz forgetting how to shoot. Isn't his fault. Listen, we can nitpick here and there. Ben the, Simmons the, sucking isn't his fault. The only playoff run that wasn't his fault, or at least you can't equate it to an Embiid thing, is the double doink against Toronto that it went in. Had that ball not gone in, who knows what would have happened with that team. He probably would have won the final. Yeah, TJ right. McConnell was on Mark Zuma but that shit, today. That yeah, shit, they won. That shit went in and... Where soldiers processing were very beautiful that year, and then you it was even of, it was the the banged up warriors, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, we were the yeah, smoke. You get rid of Butler, and we're just processing and processing, but there's never any finish. Nothing. Yeah, you can't get even out of the fucking second round. So we, the yeah. Embiid era will be a wash. Yeah, we had a great run, loved Embiid. It was phenomenal. But if he doesn't win a chip, or at least get to any kind of Eastern Conference final, the finals, it will just be a subpar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least AI got to the finals the one year. Because he's the an- he was the answer. He was the the problem. That's what we needed. Yeah. Now we just have a pro. That's all I'm saying. The nickname yeah. isn't really cohesive with what you want to do with the end goal. Yeah, we need the results. Now. We're we talking about some AI next week. We'll teaser, yeah, we'll teaser for next week. I think I'm I think I'm done with the Sixers. I'm starting yeah. to get a little sweaty. Yeah, no, yeah, we we need to move yeah. on. I'm not here to relitigate the process. Uh, move on to the birds. We don't really have much flyers other than yeah, bye bye Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo got bought out. <laughs> uh, trade never happened. I think it was like something where they uh, they had like a certain window to do a buyout. They didn't mm-hmm. want to risk waiting too long, and then that falls through, and they can't get a trade done. They're stuck with them, so they just bought him out. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. We're gonna end up re- retaining some of that or most of that salary, right? At least 50% yeah. I think the way it, it works is you have to retain half of it for twice the length of the remaining so like which they were gonna end up retaining half of it in a trade anyway yeah so i'll have to be paying like half this year half next year which whatever that's fine rebuilding team don't care yeah and bye-bye racist (laughs) yeah yeah now there's uh one less guy out there defend the columbus statue so (laughs) the gravy seals have their work cut out for him yeah that would have been fitting if he went to the columbus blue jackets though Uh, yeah. (laughs) yeah Damn. Uh, birds. Yeah, we got some birds. A little bit know. of bird stuff. Training camp coming around the corner. It starts Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, 24th. I yeah. mean, big expectations, I think. You know, we went through the season schedule a couple yeah, weeks ago. we haven't birds in a minute. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been much. Not a lot of length, anyway. Nah, nothing really has happened. We, we, we did here and there before the draft. I think that we're just kind of waiting for it to pop off because that'll be a big... You know, topic of conversation once it does get rolling. Expectations of the season. Will they be the same? What is the, you know, what is the outlook of the whole NFC East and things like that? But uh, I feel pretty, pretty confident with the birds. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I look back on still that Carson Wentz trade 
we got AJ Brown, Jalen Carter, and uh, what's it called? Uh, who we get? Jordan Davis with that. Oh right, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, three of those guys with one fucking all we had to do was pay for his contract for one year. That's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. We and got you, him off our books. He's not. He's still a free agent yet, right? No team's picked his ass. No, up. he's going to be no. playing for the the. He's going to be playing for the Canadian CFL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The fucking Ottawa or, uh, the Commanders XFL or, or some yeah. shit. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, imagine we see Wentz in the uh, the. It's not the Arena Football League. It is the XFL. Yeah, the XFL. yeah we'll see Wentz in the XFL. Or the next USFL. Year. The other. Maybe what if he starts playing for the Philadelphia Stars? It all comes full circle. Could you imagine? <laughs> I, I'd go to one of their games and boo his ass. Hell yeah. Well, you can't because they're all—they're not even play here. They'll, what? Those that team, the, that league plays all their games in like somewhere in like fucking Georgia. Or How are they going to be the Philadelphia Stars? Because uh, it's a fake league. That's why. Well, then we'll fly on there. We'll boom and <laughs> yeah, 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 I got some friends in Georgia. They do have a funny looking mascot though. The, is uh, that that red thing? The red thing, yeah. Also, how fucked like up Grimace. is that? You make your Philadelphia team yeah, a star. Like they don't even know us. Yeah. Yeah, that's an insult. Make the Dallas team the stars. Make us some other kind of predatory or bird, man. Make us the uh, the cassowaries. Oh, uh, you know yeah, those, there those you guys. Go. Those, those dangerous. They, they're mean as hell. They're the meanest. Yeah, they're like yeah. one of the most dangerous animals in the world. They look pretty though. Yeah, they got like their claws are like fucking five inch daggers. Oh, fuck your ass up real good. Ooh. Well, anyway, birds. I think we got some time to talk about them, but I think uh, on football notes, so Dak Prescott saying he's going to yeah, throw. we got to talk about the rest of the NFC. Yeah, the NFC is like a fucking like shit show right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's going to throw got... ten, only what under ten. He's picks saying this he's going to throw under ten picks. <laughs> Miss me with that, my bro. ass. Fuck that. Mm-mm. He'll throw ten picks in the first ten games. If he didn't look as bad as he did last year, be like, all right, I get that. But he looked. Horrible yeah, last year. Some of it you can say he didn't have a number two receiver. He had CD Lamb and nothing else. And they're hoping those... that T.Y. Hilton's going to be the guy. My man hasn't been healthy in a full season. No, they season. brought in Brandon Cooks, right? Or Brandon Cook. They got Hilton still, too, though. Mm, but Cooks also. Washed. Cook, Cooks can't stay healthy, but when he's Once healthy. Once he sees a guy in a Cooks green jersey nice. with 27 and has a flashback to when he got knocked the fuck out in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, we need yeah. to bring Malcolm Jenkins back. For he's already Cowboys. got PTSD Boom. played against this team. Fuck that. He's a bitch. There's a reason why he's bounced around for a little bit. And Dak Prescott is an overrated quarterback. There's a reason why he got drafted in the fourth round. Yeah. yeah he's been in the league for what? Four or five years right now? He came in with Wentz. Yeah. Um, so four or five years? He's won like what? Eight years. Sure, he's won two playoff oh, wow. games. Has he won two? He won... He beat. Uh, they think he's won. Three. They won the wild card round last year. I think he's only won two against the. It's Vikings two or three. It's I not think many. Jalen Hurts already has as many playoff wins as he does, and a Super Bowl appearance, and an NFC Championship game win. Dak Prescott. Yeah, is I'm not over... here to defend Prag- Dak Prescott. I'm not by defending any means. it. I'm just saying that him saying he's got to throw ten interceptions. Like you're, you've been in the league for five years now. And you're worried about how many picks you fucking throw. Aaron Rodgers isn't like, oh, my fifth year, I'm going to throw less than 10. He knew he was going to throw less than 10. The fact that you have to say that and not worry about playoff wins, yeah. that says a lot about your fucking starting quarterback. Yeah, no, I Bum. mean. I and you lost your safety valve for Ezekiel Elliott. Your defense is holding on by a fucking thread. Offensive line is too as well. Their offense is old and bad. Zach Martin up. might be holding out. Right. Really? Yeah, Damn, he's not like happy with his contract. In the so. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. That's why he's holding out. Had they money. kept Amari Cooper is like 
That was he the was, most baffling thing that they traded Amari Cooper. Yeah. Made no sense. I mean, thank you, Jerry Jones or whoever's making the decisions, but like, damn. Especially because like, the way that the like, NFC East is building out their defenses. Like, you know, the Giants aren't a great team, but they made the playoffs. Washington was close to it, but their defense has been very good the yeah. last couple of years, and they just got a great secondary build up again now. The Giants have a good secondary. The Eagles, obviously, top three, in my opinion, secondary. So you lose Omari Cooper, the most seasoned vet receiver that you have, who had been putting up almost 1,000 yards a year anyway. Yeah. You let him walk to the Browns, and you give Dak Prescott nothing and act like, well, why can't he play? Hello? I mean, and they franchise tag Pollard, right? Yeah, yeah, they gave him a franchise tag. I think that makes sense. But people are acting like Pollard's going to be great. I mean, he's never really carried the load because Zeke was there. That's and also, he got, like, broke his tibia or some mm-hmm. shit. Remember that? In the, the game against the 49ers, his, like, leg bent like that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's been rehabbing and, like, he's going to come back healthy-ish. But I don't think he's going to be able to carry 15, 20 carries a game. Not five, behind a demoralized O-line. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, I think the Cowboys, they're kind of in... Trevor, you were saying you could see them competing for the NFC East title. I think they're a wild card team at best, man. They don't be hurting. Yeah, I mean the way it's the way it's shaping out. I mean, I think it's the Eagles division to lose. I think you got. I mean, Washington is completely. Who knows what the fuck they're doing? Who's oh Sam House? Their starter. You know, right? they got Jacoby Brissett as their backup. But then you have the Giants with the Saquon issue popping off, so they have no. Relief, That's the other thing, you know. Yeah. And then you got Dallas with. Hoping Tolly Pollard pulls out. Hopefully Dak Prescott can show up and play this year. Your O line's kind of getting a little iffy. We're the only, we're the most complete team. If anybody picked any other team, unbiased or not, to win the NFC East besides the Birds, they're smoking fucking crap. Like I don't, I don't see how on paper, statistically, just looking at the depth chart, how you would pick any other team. Franchise yeah. top to bottom, we haven't locked down. We've only gotten better. There's no discourse. There's no people jumping ship. Everybody's in on this program right now. Where yeah. Dallas has been talking about this is our year for the last fucking Dallas has twenty years. Arguably, it's like Ron Rivera is pretty bad, but I think Dallas has the worst coach. And now they lost their fucking offensive coordinator. Yeah, they lost now. Kellen you got, Moore. You're gonna yeah. drop yeah, that. Kellen Moore was good. Mike, Mike you want to bring it this shit back to the fucking early 2000s Packers with yeah. a subpar quarterback? He's Go saying, for it. He's saying, yeah, who needs to pass the ball? I want to run the ball 30 times a game. Go for it. It's with like, an dude, old, it's not 2003. You got an aging O line. You lost your fucking mule with Elliott. Pollard's not big enough to hit the That's hole what like I'm that saying. every. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just. So Whatever. should be interesting. I love it. I think we're going to own this shit. We might sweep the whole NFC East, honestly. That'd I mean, cool. that would make my record then 15-2 and because I think I gave us a split for Dallas and Washington. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the Saquon stuff is kind of crazy. I, like, I guess the, the thing that it gets into is I'm not surprised that the Giants did it just because the running back position, man, especially Saquon's got an injury history. Like The running back position has just become so devalued, which... I don't disagree with, right? But at the same time, like, I don't know. I kind of feel for running backs. Yeah, you can understand why they're pissed off, like, from the player standpoint. They're, like, taking a beating and, you know, just not getting fucking paid yeah, anymore. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's fucking lame. I mean, you don't see old Lima bitch about their day-to-day job. They're the ones getting CTE, the, the unspoken CTE people. Like, there's no way that they're taking a less beating than running backs do. And at the same time, you look at the Giants as an organization, they chose their side. 
I mean, they picked Daniel Jones to give him a big contract mm-hmm. over Saquon. But Daniel I think Jones, that's why he's to his credit, has been like Eli, where, you know... Is was, it, was Eli calling, uh, what's it called, Kadarius Tony texting him, calling him all the time? Well, I'm just in the sense of, like, you know, he, he doesn't really get hurt. He's always there, and he every now and then can surprise you with a great game, you know, 300 passing yards and 100 rushing yards. I mean, Eli won a couple Super Bowls. I don't think Daniel sure. Jones going to win shit. I'm not saying in, in totality of careers, but in, in the sense of the fact that you have a stable quarterback who is – not quite a pro bowler, but not quite, you know, a backup. Yeah, he's he's not a, a scrub. He's, he's a solid middle, quarterback yeah. to play. Now, granted, they have really no receiving core either, so that makes it tough for him. You got... They got Darren Waller. Sure, okay, as a tight end. But if that's, you know, it's not like you gave him Jason Kelsey. You gave him Waller with no other receivers. Kelsey can hide behind yeah. his phenomenal mm-hmm. coach and other offensive weapons. But I think that... They chose a side, and running backs, Saquon hasn't really showed you his durability like that. He's not You're not going to pay that guy $25 million a year to get hurt for four or five games a year. Yeah. You can't afford that in the NFL. I need you there all year round. There's a reason why guys that get paid typically don't make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, I think it makes sense to, to not pay a running back a lot of money, especially someone like him that's been hurt. It just when you get into the broader like conversation, it's just like it would suck to be a running back. And I don't know. I don't think the NFL can the players' association do anything about this. You gotta start the shuffle. Not until the next CBA, I guess. Right. When is the next CBA? I don't know. I don't know when the NFL's next CBA is. I feel like it's a while from now. It would only but change if you know who the VP of the NFL Player Association is. Troy Vincent, right? A receiver. Who? Troy Vincent or a cornerback. Cornerback, yeah. I'm just okay. saying, like, until you have like Emmett Smith, I could up see in there. him being pretty fair though. He was, he's always seemed like. Also, Saquon, not for nothing, is making 10 million this year, and he turned down 15 million a year. So, like, sure, you want to complain about not getting a big contract, but not for nothing, you could have got paid. Nick Chubb never chirps a word. He's the last one that got paid. That was two years ago, but he's fine and still playing his ass off. Yeah, and and doesn't get hurt. He's probably better. With yeah. a shitty team. You know, I, like, I get it. People are going to be able to be mad and whatnot, and now you got the fucking Zach Martin getting all mad about being an old lineman, yeah. underpaid, underappreciated, all this shit. But, like, at the end of the day, Saquon's getting paid $10 million to run a fucking football for his life. And he's missed multiple games already. Hasn't made it to the division round or to the fucking Super Bowl or anything like that. Like, you're not fucking Walter Payton. Well, he right didn't here. make it to the divisional round last year. Not out of it. Yeah, he didn't make it out of it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, no, no help to him. He did yeah. shit that game. Yeah, I mean, the Giants didn't do shit that game. We I, we destroyed him. That's him. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you want if you had beaten the top seed in the league, you had three rushing touchdowns and 150 yards. Cool, but you're not that guy, and you're making 10 million dollars a year. Well, you know, it may suck to be a running back these days, but it doesn't suck to be. A quarterback. <laughs> nice segue. Very nice segue. <laughs> so we've been. So uh, some of you guys may know that there's a this new Netflix documentary series called Quarterback that we started watching. It uh, follows the day to day through the season of three NFL quarterbacks: Pat Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and uh, new backup Eagle. Marcus Mariota. Our boy. Our, Our boy. Game, baby. Uh, so what did you guys watch the first three? 
Yeah. I got through five, but like four, there wasn't really a whole lot to talk about in four and five. See, I think four was the most football, like football guy. Yeah, four, I'm four kind of was, upset I didn't watch Well, yeah, one. four is good if you're just like, wanted for like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of like football nerd stuff. Yeah, like, see, they talk I like about that. like how they actually call the plays, which was kind of interesting. But I, I, uh, I mean, my interest in it was more just the, um, the personalities and mainly just 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 Kirk Cousins, dude. I w- I wish that this was just just about Kirk Cousins. Honestly. I would watch. So. Imagine just following him around every day. We dude, need a, we need a hard knocks, but just of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, That's it, yeah. just the what an amazing brain, just human being this guy is. I mean, very very on brand for what I would picture a guy named Kirk Cousins that plays for yeah, the Minnesota just Vikings. A, like, like a very, just, <laughs> just like, the most like vanilla ass dude. Dude. But yep. in like a fascinating way. He's, I like how his son's name is Cooper. Cooper like Cousins. Like your son Cooper Cousins. <laughs> Wild. Like, come on, dude. It makes, he's like, oh, I burnt my hole in this. Oh, yeah. yo, I have that in my notes. <laughs> that, that was a funny scene. <laughs> Burned a hole in my sweatshirt. That's my favorite sweatshirt. I guess yeah. Daddy needs to get a new sweatshirt. He said, yeah. "This is my campfire sweatshirt now." Like what? Yeah. Also, before he even said, he's like, "Hey Cooper, let's make a fire." So I like, the, like, there's no. Yeah, dude. I, mean, so... I like the first, the first like five minutes of the first episode was he was quoting Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. <laughs> It's just fucking, and he misquoted so her too. Really? Yeah. So the original quote is, "If my critics saw me walking over the Thames, they would say it's because I couldn't swim." He said, "If my critics saw me walking on water, they'd say it because I no, I don't know how to swim." So he was, he was just trying to compare himself to Jesus. To Christ. Jesus, that's what it was. <laughs> right. Yeah, honestly. It's Yo, like, dude. I, the one thing I, I love about them following Kirk Cousins is that he's a. Uh, He's a no cussing guy, which is like I yeah, feel like half the like the pick up I feel like that, half yeah. the, the like the white quarterbacks in the league. I think Wentz was a no oh, cussing Wentz guy. Definitely Wentz was Wentz, but yeah, I just love like Philip Rivers never could, dude. Uh, oh, I want to talk about Philip Rivers. Yeah, he's yeah. having another kid. Yeah. He's gonna be the whole yeah. well, fucking offense. But dude, yeah. it's, it's so fu- <laughs> it's so funny when like those type of dudes get mad and how they can't. Like Brian Dawkins never so they're cursed just, either, though. So they're just saying, was the, he's different. But he was like cool and collected, True. you know. Like, but like uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, he didn't really get like too heated at all when I when I saw. Like, he but, was like, always too hurt. But like, yeah, you get like the oh, dag nabbit or like oh god, gosh like, darn it, gosh dang it, like yeah. <laughs> that shit's so funny. And dude, that that's what always fascinated me about Philip Rivers, who like is a player that I can't stand. But I always thought it was hilarious that he's a he's a dag nabbit guy. Cause he was, he's would get heated. Like mm-hmm. right. that dude would, you would see him on the sidelines just screaming at people. And could you imagine if you're one of those teammates and there's like a guy in your face screaming and not saying any swear words? How what, fucking and psychotic yeah. that be! He's like, like guys, damn it! What? I need some, I need some freaking protection there. What the God, golly, God damn it! Or he didn't even say damn it. I, see, I can't even do it. I can't even fucking do it. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. Oh, you need man. to be trained for years to be able to scream at people and not swear. That's fucking. Ins- that's psychotic. Yeah, it's that'd be like if someone was like in my like if someone just came up to me in the streets and started doing that shit to me, I would just hand them my wallet immediately. Be like, please just leave me alone. Right. Just take whatever you want. I don't want to join <laughs> like, this church. This is the yeah, the most terrifying thing I can imagine. But yeah, that's so that part of it's very funny. Yo, one of the things I had in my notes was Kirk Cousins. When he was talking about being an extreme tenor. 
in his high school oh, choir. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, we used to come out on stage and put up an accent of tape. For, it stood for extreme tenor. Extreme then they tenor. show a clip of them singing. I'm like, damn, this is the whitest thing. And that's ever. their quarterback, baby. That's why the Vikings love him, though. Oh my Minnesota's God. like Just hell, fucking dead. Could Pathetic. you imagine, man? Like I said to y'all, like when I was watching the first episode. I'm glad Hertz is our quarterback, and he's just real cool. One of the more defining clips too of that was watching, like when they were playing. I guess it was Buffalo, whoever, and like. You know, Hurts is taking big hits. Quarterbacks take hits. It's what they do. It's a, they're a quarterback. But the fact that he was like, I was just so in pain, I couldn't even talk to my teammates. Dude. And like, and like yeah, I having him think... having him mic'd up for this game, where he's just getting his ass kicked. Justin Jefferson's like, play. is the safety coming over to the top? He's like, I can't even talk to you right now. I don't know. I'm like, if someone told me that in the fourth quarter, you know, you're down by three and your quarterback is just bugging out about shit, like That'd be mad as that hell. is pathetic, dude. It's just fun. from those like first three episodes, you could probably put together like a ten minute supercut of Kurt Cousins just going like, oh, uh, oh I got the wind knocked out of me. Yeah, I can't oh, breathe. Oh, They're like, what's wrong? Like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. That was everything he ever said. I'm like, damn, dude. dude I was saying, but man, then they keep saying like he's so tough. It's like, no, he isn't. Do you hear him? Brett Favre, Eli Manning got hit all the time. I never heard the bitch about shit. They've just. Went on with their life. Kirk Cousins is like, someone looked at me the wrong way and I can't breathe. Am yeah. I, you know, I'm out of, I am sure. He was still on the bench going, I'm out of breath. My nephew says that he's five years old when he falls over. Like, I'm out of breath. I'm like, oh, I got you. If a 34-year-old grown-ass man, a professional player, was like, I can't throw the ball more than 50 years because I'm out of fucking breath. Come yeah. on now. I mean, the whole, like, I mean, the one thing that I loved about this was just every time it kind of cut back between, uh, Mahomes and then Cousins. It was a very, uh, oh my yeah, god! It was a very, it was a very goofus and gallant <laughs> sort yeah. of sort of thing going on. Like one of my one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was, um, I think it was in like the third episode where they're talking about their how they sort of like recover and manage mm-hmm. their uh, physical recovery through the week to prepare for the next game, or whatever. And it's like it goes through Mahomes thing where he's like. Working with this trainer, this expert personal trainer that he's been working with since he was a kid. And they're doing all this really like deep scientific sort of methods and taking all these crazy measurements and doing all this stuff. And it's like this, uh, you know, day one, we're doing all this stuff to kind of like get all your muscles back in shape and recover and blah, blah, blah. And then day two, we ramp it up to this and we do this and all this kind of shit. And like these very specific kind of exercises to measure where he's at with this and that and day three we pump it up to full speed blah blah and then after all that it cuts to Kirk Cousins lying on his on his lying on his back just just getting his neck snapped in half by like a 70 year old chiropractor oh, yes <laughs> they're just like there's an old guy in his living room just going like like they like went to like some kind of weird social after church they were like you fuck with bags the guy's like yeah i'm a chiropractor like all right come to my house now it's like what are we doing here and then like every other soundbite was like another random person just like in a weird outfit like so does this feel good do you feel released and i was like yeah it feels great she's like all right throw it like you're ready to launch the ball yeah. and he's like <laughs> Mahomes is doing shit with like lasers and yeah, whatever they, gotta, they got a three day they're like we got an a day a b day a c day we're gonna loosen up shit yeah. even though you could loosen up Mahomes has kirk, got like nasa technology kirk cousins, helping him recover and kirk cousins <laughs> is just like in the in the cold pool he jumps the pool, like, and then just getting degrees. his back cracked yeah <laughs> I saw that shit. I was like, what in the fucking church hall did you get yourself into over here? Like, what are we doing? Kurt, like, Mahomes is like, yeah, I saw that Tom Brady's been playing the league for, you know, he's 45 years old, never gets hurt. I got to, like, do that. He, like, paid for his guy to come back out to KC. Kirk Cousins, 
out there with that fucking church league rehab center. Mm-mm. There's a reason why he's hurt all the time. He's like, this is a bruise. I hurt yeah. my hand here. He's like worked on. And then the next scene is him in a game. He's be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the next game. Was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I feel great now. The next game he got one hit. He was like, oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. People, like, I feel like there's a lot of like polarizing opinions about chiropractors. Some people swear by them. Some people say they're just like quack, like grifters or whatever. It kind of—I've t- never been to a chiropractor, but it seems to me like like if you like crack your knuckles and stuff, it's like you get that like Instant temporary relief yeah. kind of. But over time, it's like that's not really gonna like. The other guy's like know. we're talking internal tissue that like you don't even know that you have. No, that guy was Kirk wild, was just like man. yeah, getting his finger like someone's finger up his ass every day before the game. <laughs> but like, yep, nope, I feel good. I'm gonna release now. Mm-mm. Oh man, yo, I guess a couple other notes I had was. Yo, in the Buffalo game, when Cousins is trying to be all heroic and he calls a sneak <laughs> on his own, he's like, yeah, I just took it on myself to call a sneak. And then he didn't get it. And then the coach is talking to him on the sideline like, dude, oh, yeah, I was going like- to call a timeout. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, man. I-, I-, I thought we had it. It's like, what the hell are you they doing? They lucked out with that fucking fumble. But it's like, he's yeah. like I, had- I had more yards to my left. He's like. If your more yardage option option still didn't get you to the end zone, why would you even decide to do that shit? Damn. There's pathetic. But there's a reason why this guy's never been able to take that team any further than it's gotten right. to. Like the guy is a I, he couldn't lead me into a bar. Honestly, yeah. I wouldn't follow that guy anywhere. <laughs> and that's yeah, if saying he can't something. lead any of us to a bar. He's got a problem. No. I also loved his um his little like secret room with all of his. <laughs> he had so he had a. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, in his house, he has like a, a false bookshelf that has like a door that goes into a little secret room that has all his football memorabilia. And he was like, yeah, you know, I put this all back here because I thought it might might make like the living room look how tacky. And it's like hilarious that he's just like doesn't like doesn't want to like put all his stuff in like the main part of his house. Like he needs this little hidden room to, to even Kirk like, Cousins has a fucking man cave yeah his wife, his doesn't, secret man his cave wife doesn't let him he already said she no. dresses him With the Patagonia. first episode he said that his wife dresses him they're making a big deal about his uh his yeah, shirt from his somewhere I yeah. forget Patagonia Patagonia, Patagonia. Yeah, he was like yeah well actually my wife picked the shirt out she dresses me yeah. what did you guys make of that we haven't talked about the Mariota angle I, it was like I like Mario though. Yeah, he seemed like a cool guy. Nothing really remarkable about that part of the. I feel the like doc. Even he just seems the, like a normal dude. Even in the show, I feel bad for him as a quarterback in general, and now with the show, I feel bad for him even more because he has like a newfound respect for Mario. And I think that he just kind of is just a quarterback. Like he'll never be the superstar. At least like Kirk Cousins, you expect the Vikings to be good every year because they have a decent team. You know, whatever Mahomes. Makes sense on the show because obviously we want to get into his head because he's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, Mariota is just kind of there. I think, yeah, I he's think just, the you dynamic know, between the three of them, there's like a pretty stark contrast between yeah. Mahomes, to yeah. Cousins. To I think that's the point of the docs. They have like one like superstar, one kind of mid guy, and one like sort of on the edge of being a starter or not. But even like personality wise, I mean, like Mahomes is just a G, just outgoing. Yeah, Probably gets yeah. it from his dad a lot. Cousins is just this corny, nerdy, just Midwest guy. Dude. And then Mariota is just this guy, guy from Hawaii who's just real chill. Everything seems too big for him. Like, he seems like he's kind of just like a deer in the headlights, trying to get by, trying to make everybody happy, but can't quite, you know. 
Do you know what I you know what I thought was really funny was uh the Mahomes part, how it seemed like because there was like a few scenes where like they were showing him with like his extended family, whatever, and it seemed like they were making a conscious effort to to not include his fucking stupid brother. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, his brother's not there. I didn't see him yeah. at all. Well, because didn't he get in trouble for something? Like he, he like was, molested uh, somebody. Yeah, That's dude. It. I, I, they, what it was. I I guarantee you, they probably interviewed him. Because like, if you're just making like he's like a goofy they probably guy, edited him out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They probably had a they bunch had of scenes with him, and then it was like we got to cut this motherfucker. They got out his dad the slamming beers, which I love. Yo, I wish they had interviewed his dad. Yeah, man. yeah. Yo, as much as it sucked for us to lose to them in the Super Bowl, his dad was funny after the Super Bowl. He's like, yeah, we smoking Philly blunts tonight. I know. Just <laughs> that, I don't want to get to that point. Like, once I saw... No, like, that's going to be painful, was, but his like, dad's a G, I'm man. I'm not able to watch the last episode. I will say, though, his wife is... Ins- oh, she's insufferable. Oh, ugh, ugh. Terrible. I can't... Woo! I don't it understand. so annoying. Woo! Her voice yeah. just sounds like nails it's on a chalkboard. So yeah, Mario's bad. wife seems cool. Yeah, she's uh, just a humble girl. Yeah. Her cousin's wife is just like a regular-ass white lady. Just a regular-ass, Christian-ass, Midwest white girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Stay-at-home mom. Doesn't probably do anything. Probably has a weird Etsy page. But, like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> fucking Mahomes' wife. I want to, like... Insufferable. I want to shoot myself in the head every time she talks. It's so bad. Yeah, her, Yo, yeah. the first episode... And h- between his voice and her personality, I'm not going to lie... <laughs> I wish he had at least a different voice because, like, he's the one I want to hear more from. But even when he talks shit, he's like, come on, guys, let's go. Like, he, it's just, <laughs> I, I can't do it. It's so bad. Yeah, the first episode when they're talking about, like, her being pregnant and they're, I don't know where the hell they are. They're somewhere, I think, for his birthday. She's like, hold on, another photo op, another photo op, another photo op. It's like, could you imagine that, man? No. If you had to take a picture every two minutes with your pregnant wife, and it's your birthday, and that's all she it's does. Like I'm trying to live, and that's all she does. You're well, the man out here getting beat. The whatever it is, like damn, in like you said, insufferable. She is the voice, the everything about the her personality. Yelling, the cheering is when they were showing them at the farm, which was completely unnecessary. You gotta oh give her God. a kiss before every fucking game. Damn, dude. Yo, that farm Mm-mm. scene. Why did we have to see, see Mahomes on a farm for 15 minutes? They ran out the whole farm to shoot pumpkins at a fucking car? Come on. <laughs> she did dunk on him, though, on that little milk jug thing, which was whatever. But even but that pissed me off. she was so off. annoying about yeah. it. She's like, like ah, hey, you suck. Ah, ah, ah. It's like, bitch, you're not the, the, voice, the greatest quarterback Ugh. of our generation. Get a grip. All because he gave her a fucking rose as a joke, and she was like, I guess he likes me now, and he fucking put himself in a hey, death trap. I mean, good I mean, good for her, though. She got that bag, man. man. Yeah, she did, for sure. And then she got <laughs> two anchor babies. Like, now she owns, think, owns like, a women's soccer team. What do you think Mahomes Sr. thinks of her in real life, man? He's probably kicking himself the fucking fine. dick right now. No, he's probably uh, furious. Uh, I don't know. He's probably like, damn, was she married to black chick? He's probably mad yeah. as fuck right well, now. Well, it was funny. So, like, the I think the last episode that I saw was five, which is they, they have their uh, their son because she's pregnant the whole time, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, uh, you know. Fuck, don't uh, spoil too much for well, us. No, well, I'm just spoiling the fact that he had a kid. Oh, okay. It's a boy? Like, it's a boy, yeah. He has a boy. Yeah, and I'm like, it's Pat Mahomes the third, right? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, say Pat that Mahomes the third. So you know, he might. If you think like, if he, uh, you know, follows in his father's footsteps and becomes a quarterback himself, maybe they'll be making a documentary about him. Or someday. it's vice versa because his dad had a son who became a quarterback, but then, yeah. then Pat Mahomes' son becomes a baseball player. Then maybe it's yeah. like a. 
But you know what the name of the documentary is going to be? More balls. Quarter, quarterback, quarter black. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was pretty good. Damn. Um, do we got anything else? Oh. Yo, Mario the man. He likes McDonald's. Big has time. his cheat days on Mondays. Yeah, that's, I can respect that. Hell that's yeah. a good man, dude. Mm-hmm. And also, we should all have a best friend like he does who cooks for him and shows up to the game and isn't annoying as fuck. Like yeah, his was. best friend was chill. He was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, he was all getting to the game with shit. Oh, talking. his friends was his chef? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. like, that guy rocks. I like that dude. He seems pretty cool. I would hang out with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm ex- like, they didn't show much of Mario, at least through the first three episodes. I'm kind of excited to see a little bit more. Well, you have the... Super- well, it gets more dramatic. I won't spoil. I mean, it's this happened during the season. We know how the, the season, season happens. Yeah, yeah, like, you know what yeah, happens. I'm excited yeah. to see what happens when he just dips. But yeah, I feel bad for Mario because like, you got, like, the Super Bowl champ. You got the Vikings who were really hot all year up the Eagles' ass. And then you had, like, the Falcons who were just kind of, yeah. you know. But <laughs> I think he lost his job after, what, week six? I think it was something later like, than that. Might have been, yeah, like week I mean, nine, maybe. Know, couldn't be like that, that far out, yeah. But. Yo, but we beat the Vikings' ass. It was fun reliving that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was all moaning and groaning, too, about that, too. Oh, oh, my fucking chest hurts. Yeah, oh, I like them talking about it the next time. And they were like, well, obviously, the Eagles, that was a disaster. It's like, yeah, damn right it was. Yeah, yeah. we smoked y'all ass. You see Darius Slay picking them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, well, we're pretty much up against it here. I think that should just about wrap it up. Quarterback, man. Looking quarterback. forward to watching the next yeah, episodes. Maybe, got uh, next three until maybe next we'll wrap week. up the next or five. Half of yeah, it next yeah, week. Next pod might just be an all TV movie recap. Well, we'll be talking about the World Cup, too. Women's World Cup starts uh, yeah. off this week. Start Stay yeah, tuned. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Right? New Zealand versus Australia. And then the yeah. U.S. women's team starts Women's up on Friday at 9, 9 p.m. Against Vietnam? The classic rematch. <laughs> we played Vietnam? Yeah. We, oh, we Vietnam smoked Friday. that shit, yeah. We gotta yeah, avenge the Vietnam pretty... War. Nah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it would be the Vietnamese event doing the avenging <laughs> right. there, but... <laughs> we might show up. Beat... We might show up. We're gonna show up, just beat the wrong team, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, I think I was just about to do it. Uh, please send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace, y'all. See ya.